Support for this podcast is provided by Smart Recruiters. Smart Recruiters enables hiring without boundaries by freeing talent acquisition teams from legacy applicant tracking software. Smart Recruiters Next Generation Platform serves as a hiring operating system for over 4,000 customers like Bosch, LinkedIn, Sketches, and Visa. Companies with business critical hiring needs turn to Smart Recruiters for best of breed functionality, world class support, and a robust ecosystem of third party applications and service providers. To find out more, go to smartrecruiters.com. That's smartrecruiters.com. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 544 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Earlier in the summer, I collaborated with the Smart Recruiters team to interview four fantastic practitioners who spoke on the Hiring Without Boundaries stage at RecFest in London. We recorded the conversations backstage at the event, and this is the second of three podcast episodes where I'll be sharing them. It's an unprecedented time of disruption in talent acquisition. Economics, demographics and technology are driving seismic shifts in how companies think about hiring. With the pace of change continuing to increase, the most successful TA functions will be the ones that adapt the quickest. My second RecFest guests are Lindsay Stone, Group Head of Talent Attraction and Resourcing at Green King, and Eric Howen, Head of Talent Acquisition and Employer Branding at Deloitte in the Netherlands. Although they work for two very different types of business, there's lots of interesting commonalities in Eric and Lindsay's approach to TA transformation. So, hi Lindsay, hi Eric, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're still at Wreckfest, the sun has come out. Um, my last interview, I thought it was going to rain. Um, we're sitting backstage in the very, the very nice green room, um, you know, ch- chilling out and all that kind of stuff. Could you both just please introduce yourselves and tell us what you do? Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Um, It's uh, great to be here, actually. It's lovely to have a quite impromptu chat with you both. And I'm Lindsay. I'm um, the head of talent attraction at Green King. um, And my role spans across uh, traditional talent acquisition, operational recruitment and what you'd class as your employer branding function as well. Thanks for having me also, Matt. I'm I'm Eric uh, Howan. I'm the head of talent acquisition for Deloitte in the Netherlands. And uh, when I came here, just a couple of hours ago, I was quite in awe of what's going on here. This is, you know, this has the a, a size that we haven't seen in anything in recruitment yeah. events yeah. in the Netherlands ever before. So I'm very, very impressed. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely vast. I mean, it's very difficult to portray that on a on a on a podcast. But I haven't actually left this corner of the field yet. It's just like <laughs> there's just so much to there's so much to see. Um, so first question: It's a very dynamic time for talent acquisition at the moment. You you both obviously work for very different sorts of businesses, so I'm sure there'll be um, you know differences, but also probably a lot of similarities in kind of what's happening. So first question to to, to both of you: From your perspective, what are the forces that are driving change in talent acquisition at the moment well um i think first and foremost the business is driving change uh on one hand 
and the limitations of the labor market are driving it on the other on the other end. So um, you see a lot of changes in, in business in Deloitte where there's so many more international uh, projects, large technology transformation projects that's coming our way. A lot of what we call MDM. It's about um, leveraging all of the knowledge and the different specialties that we have in Deloitte for one client, right? So right. Um, what, we, what we can do because of our size is service a client in so many aspects altogether. Uh, and that, that's, that's a really good and quite unique proposition. So that's changing on the business side uh, with a large demand for especially technology um, uh, skills and capabilities. And on the other side, it's the, it's the labor market and the changing workforce that's uh, definitely a, a change, uh, a driver for change, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd agree with Eric. I'll, I'll build on that a little bit for our industry, actually, because um, we've got a couple of things in our talent landscape working in the hospitality world that are really challenging. And it's, it's one of the reasons I, I took my job. Um, I thought it might be easier to have the ear of the board, as I say, um, but the reality is, is very different. So we have um, definitely a shortage of workers within our, our kitchen chef industry. Um, that's, that's a perpetuating problem that most of our competitors are trying to deal with in different ways through looking externally after Brexit for sponsorship or having to try and think about uh, career pathways to really get people trained up quickly. So we launched something called a Chef Academy from our um, employability and apprenticeship teams to try and get that talent in. The other problem is um, after COVID having individuals making different career decisions. So we lost a lot of talent that were furloughed and had to find a different route through for what was next for them. And that meant that people have made different decisions. So we've had some, uh, I think, lifestyle changes for candidate behaviour that we probably didn't really expect. Can I just to, just to drill on that a bit because I think with with both of you there's um, there's some interesting talent challenges that that are kind of changing things for you. So we, particularly with with Green King because um, I've had um, James on the podcast before talking about the the things you're doing around employability and social mobility. Give us a quick overview of that because I think it's really a really interesting approach to solving the the issues that that you have. So um, our our concept that we lean into on our strategy is uh, a candidate as a consumer it's a really old concept that everyone talks about but in our industry it's absolutely um, critical for success so that we can make sure that if we say in our business strategy we pour happiness into lives we really do through our teams through how we recruit and how we drive candidate experience and the way we've set up the function that James looks after which is talent attraction and employer branding is to think about who and how do we want to be known externally? And I, I really believe that from a, a pubs industry perspective, uh, we're really starting to drive some shift in inclusion and diversity initiatives, in our Green King for Good initiatives on um, how we make sure people get a fresh start at careers. And that's the part that we've had to change perception of because the decisions candidates are making in joining this industry isn't as natural as it might have been before. Mm. So we need to be... I say we need to be more than a pub industry, more than a hospitality industry. Eric, I suppose, again, zeroing in on kind of changing aspects of talent. One of, one of the things from your presentation that we just that we just watched, you were talking about the way that the workforce was shifting and it wasn't all about permanent permanent hires anymore. T- tell, us a, tell us a little bit about that in sure. terms of how that landscape um, is changing. Yeah, uh, uh, no problem. Like looking at the history of Deloitte and I think the history of recruiting in the Netherlands maybe and maybe even uh, wider than that 
as a talent acquisition team, we always used to be focused on our permanent workforce because 95% of our workforce was a permanent workforce and only a very small part was like possibly contingent, right? Um, what's, what we've seen happening over these last so many years is that it's not just contingent staff that's rising. A lot of people in the Netherlands become contractors, start working for their own, um, move away from the traditional labor, labor relations with their employers and start working as contractors and so on and so forth. That's one. The other one, as with the international character of Deloitte, we tap into uh, talent pools in other countries um, and build delivery centers there on, on skills and capabilities that are asked by the numbers f by mm. our clients. Mm. So, so that's changing rapidly and currently I think our permanent uh, segment of our workforce is around, I don't know, 70, 75% maybe, but this is declining. So in a couple of years time, this may only be 50% or less. Wow. And what I just um, argued is that we need to reposition ourselves as a talent acquisition team to stay relevant, not just for the permanent workforce, but for the other worker types as well. Basically stay relevant for the business and stay relevant, relevant for the organization. So lots of challenges, even the, the, the way that we think about talent is, is, is changing for, for both of your businesses. What's, what's the impact on the talent acquisition team? How are you having to evolve the, the way that your team works? You might as well. Well, I, as I already just said, we're, we're quite at the beginning of that journey. So uh, in our scope now is permanent and contingent staff. The delivery centers, as we are a member firm, and there's partners in our organization um, that are very entrepreneurial. So the rise of these delivery centers came because of this entre entrepreneurship of, of partners. And it was event uh, at the beginning all over the place. So now it's being consolidated more and more. Uh, and that gives us the opportunity also to step in and to play, play a pivotal role in deliberately bringing our workforce from this position to that. Lindsay? So for me, I think um, because we're a year and a half into our three-year strategy and roadmap, we're, we're having to really try and um, show the business what great can look like. And that's because um, lots of organizations will be built on fill recs. You don't need to put investment and money into employer branding or recruitment marketing. And we're starting to see some really good outputs of that now. So um, the team have been able to start shifting to more proactive recruitment. We've got a capability building project program running for them. That's all about giving them access to knowledge, peer networking and skills and training to, to make that step change. So even something like this at Recfest today, like there's 30 of the team here today. We've brought them here today to be curious and learn because we recognize that we don't all have the answers and and we can be around like-minded experts and and take something from them of how we build our our future set up in our organization uh, what kind of skills do they need to develop so our two focus areas um, are around business partnering so really shifting to business partnering through consultation advice and not just service uh, pleasing and starting to really challenge the norm because in our industry, we recognize we want to get more diversity into our workforce, but you can't have that if you want speed and you want CVs and you want to use the same agency you've used before. So we're having to give our, our teams tools to understand what does higher value 
work look like? What's the space you need to spend your time in? And traditional metrics are, are hard to, to put in place because if you base it on time to fill or cost per hire, you get drawn into the old ways of working. Yeah. Eric, kind of same question to you, really, in terms of sort of skills and capabilities you're having to develop within within, within the team. What's the what's the focus on? Yeah, so um, the, the focus is on, in a abstract way, being more strategical, and which means being capable of having the right conversation with the business. And from what I've learned over the last years, it requires a different skill set and a different capability set. Um, um, for the for to to have that conversation, and currently recruiters in my team, you know, you know, I, I'd kill for them. They they're, they're really good. I mean, they're very good at what they do, uh, and they're very good in terms of the skills and capabilities that they are required to bring to the table. But when it comes to this change, um, I think it's that different. That um, um, it's more about having the right conversation. Uh, having the communication skills, uh, the, um, uh, the the data skills, the understanding of the business and the understanding of the market that goes way deeper than we need now um, uh, and have the conversation about not just where our labor demand is today or tomorrow, but also a month, a year, two, mm. three years from now. And that's a huge difference. Um, and that is something that our recruiters are not capable of at the moment and I doubt all of them will be because the DNA is so different. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose following following on from that in terms of the, in terms of both of your vision of how TA can be positioned to drive value for the business in a way that maybe it hasn't done in the past. Where where, where do you think TA can 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 go with that? Well, maybe even by understanding the business better than they understand themselves in the sense that um, understand the business that well that we understand what skills and capabilities are needed in order to drive the business, in order to grow the business. Um, and I think there's a huge opportunity there also because what I see in the business itself that there's, of course, there's people that understand it really well, but I think the majority still doesn't or only does to a certain degree. Hmm. Uh, and that's a huge opportunity for us. So that's one side of the equation and the other side and that's our monopoly uh, domain, basically, where we have the understanding and very deep under and need to get have the very deep understanding of the labour market that we're tapping into. Absolutely. Um, same question to Lindsay, really. Where, where where is the where do you see TA sort of driving value for the organisation? So our sweet spot um, is definitely in the customer consumer area. So the TA strategy that we built is pinned really clearly to our our business purpose to pour happiness into lives and there's a couple of pillars on there there's one that is a people pillar that's an obvious fit right Mm. the second is customer first so we talk about in our strategy both of those drivers and then where we connect um, and convince people that it's the right strategy to drive change in the organization rather than in TA is actually focused on how do we drive revenue so how does customer or candidate experience bring in the right brand reputation for us as such a large hospitality organization and then the second in the people pillar is actually learning to see where your connections are so where inclusion and diversity and and talent acquisition collide and for us that's in an inclusive hiring work stream 
and then we're delivering to a broader IND agenda. So one of the big disruptive forces at the moment is technology. So how how is how does technology fit into what you do? How does it drive it? Where does it where does it where does it kind of sit? So I think for me, you've got to be really aware of where we're going as a, a world. Um, I think there's some stats out there that talk about the population will be 75% digital by 2025. I find it really interesting stat because my, my daughter at five, five-year-old Freya is like super better at skills on an iPad than me. <laughs> and I think technology enables everything we do. It's how you connect. It's the touch points to conversations for candidates. And that's regardless of whether they're applying or just considering or just trying to learn a bit more about the organization. It's it's not going to go away. So it's an absolute enabler and critical. Yeah, enabler is my, is my word, uh, my core word in this sense as well. Um, um, when I started at Deloitte five years ago almost, um, and this is, that, this is where we started building the foundation that we, that we built further on today. Um, and at the time, for making one hire we had to enter data into our system 250 or more times wow. across six non-integrated applications, Yeah. right? And when I saw that, I said, okay, this is what we're going to fix first. This, what eventually ended up in us um, adopting a smart recruiters as an ATS and integrate some of the systems around it in order to get it down to, I don't know, somewhere around 50 or so, which was a huge step forward. Uh, because it's, uh, you know, if administration is up to 50% of your time as a recruiter, what value are you going to bring, right? None. So th- we had to diminish that first. Um, so so that was, that's, that's what technology meant for me, first and foremost. On the other hand, technology is also something, um, and then data technology specifically, that gives us the insights in the labor market, that helps us analyze what's going on, helps us understand and figure out the trends and advise our business um, um, on it. I'm going to steal one of the questions that someone asked you, Eric, in <laughs> the presentation sure, earlier, which was, um, you know, huge transformations. We're talking about the different skills that TA teams need, different positioning within the within the company. How do you take your people with you? Yeah. How how do, how do you make sure that everyone's kind of yeah. along oh, on the same journey? Um, f- first of all, by 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 understanding myself, what's going on take the stage and try to envision uh, um, for my for my team what's going on bring that across and have my team understand that there's a need for change for them as well uh, and then facilitate that by uh, developing learning journeys around it by um, uh, doing things differently around data asking different things of the team than we did before in order in, in order also to trigger new thinking new behavior and that's a lengthy and that's a difficult process. Mm. Um, and that, that I think that's, that's, and that's what we, we, we call it the trusted advisor journey. Uh, and we're, develop, we're developing that year on year as well. Um, but I think that's, that's the, the essence of, of getting somewhere in, this, in that sense. Yeah. yeah, and Lindsay, same question to you. How do you take your people with you? So for me, I think it's, it's really important that you have everything you do powered by the team around you. Um, in Green King, that's meant that I've had to give 
the teams the voice um, and also had to give them an opportunity to co-create the strategy with us um, we had a team of experts sat out in the different divisions um, and we pulled them together as resourcing leads to start to think about, okay, where do we want to be in three years time? Here's the problems we're seeing right now. How can we solve them? And really tested ourselves to be a little bit different on, let's not just do the same. What can we do differently? Um, and I think that gave them empowerment. It gave them a bit of freedom and creativity and they realized like it's not just Lindsay's vision like it's our vision we're in it together and the power that that gives you from motivation is really infectious then because they will naturally go out and they do they share updates with their stakeholders they shift the perception of who we are by saying here's a strategy and you can feel it they believe in it so they want to tell more about it so final question for for both of you Obviously, an impossible question because let's finish with an impossible question. So, um, <laughs> let's look out ten years into the future. What do you think the role of a recruiter will be in ten years' time? If indeed there is such a thing as a recruiter in ten years' time. So, I have a, a personal like conundrum that I always try to solve in every company I'm in. I always try to think about how do you really like collide properly with talent management and talent acquisition. Um, I do think lots of companies do it well, but I wouldn't say it's collaborative function. They're still silos reporting normally into a, a broader talent role. That for me is where I think the future is. I think if we get the technology to strip out as much of the admin processes that, that Eric mentioned, and even some of the insights and data points are, are more fast and uh, accurate, then we'll be able to spend more time in the space of, actually, if somebody's hired into a role, we're hiring them for this role today, knowing that they're also going to move in a year's time for the next role. That's where I'd love to predict it. I keep yeah. trying to find the skills, the what do we do, how do we get there. Don't have that answer, but that's my prediction. <laughs> Eric, your thoughts? Uh, apart from, from what you're just saying now, I would be so bold to say, I don't think the recruiter will have changed that much over 10 years. What I do think is that we will, and that's what I'm working on now, so I hope that's going to, come, going to be true, to build a layer on our teams that is having that strategical tactical focus um, but we will still need a machine a hiring machine underneath mm. to get the talent in that we need and that will not change of course there will be new technologies sourcing technologies ATS technologies more about internal mobility and so on and so forth but there will always be a recruiter that's matching uh, uh, labor demand with the labor ask and uh, be pivotal in the process between hiring manager and candidate. Eric, Lindsay, thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome. You're welcome. My thanks to Lindsay and Eric. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com on that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast, and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. <laughs>